0: The first Bible reading this evening comes from Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, thank you very much, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month.
1: Uh, So the the second reading for today uh, starts at the beginning of uh, Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Which were just as they had been told.
2: Good day everyone. I'm Jack, as Mike said. I'm the student minister here, uh, at least for about another month. Um welcome to uh to our carols. It's so good to uh, to sing a bunch of these carols with you. I love this time of year, uh time to sing a bunch of great songs that I love, at least for the month of December. Then I tend to get sick of those songs, so it's good to have you know the eleven months and then I love them again. So thank you for enjoying singing these great carols with me today. Uh, I've got a question with you all, or for you all rather, to, uh, to kick us off, just to think about, uh, what's the greatest gift that you've ever given to someone? The greatest gift you've ever given? You've just, you've hit the nail on the head, you've got it right. Christmas morning, your friend, your family member has got this gift and I've just been like, this is the greatest thing ever, thank you, they're just absolutely stoked. Or, what about the worst present that you've ever given to someone? You know, you just didn't call it, you didn't get it quite right, you've got to redeem yourself later on. I'm looking in the crowd, I can see some people looking over at others, so I'm guessing this, this might have happened to a few people. Well, you know what, I got my brother one year, and this is something I'm not very proud of. Sam, this is my time to say a public sorry for this. Um, I got him a toy from a Kellogg cereal packet, and that was it. Yeah, and what made it even worse was we already actually had that toy. It was like a CD-ROM that had a game on it, and I'm pretty sure I just wanted it for me, so I gave it to him so that I could get it back later. Anyway, I'm really sorry about that, because that's a really bad present to give someone. You know, Jack-Jack, he's got nothing on me with that coal. I think I, win. I think I win. You know, my brother Sam, he spent just about all of his pocket money on me, getting me something. He, uh, I remember what he got me. He got me a bunch of Simpsons comics, He got me chocolate, he got me I think a couple of small little toys and he got me some lollies. So I really think the best brother award probably doesn't go to me for that Christmas at all. I don't don't think Sam was really uh, expecting to get that little Kellogg's cereal packet toy out of that box on Christmas Day when he was unwrapping it. It's definitely gone down in the history of my family as the worst present ever given and I think that's pretty reasonable. I think the best gift that I ever gave actually was with my brother, uh, and we bought our dad a CD player for Christmas. It only cost about $10, $10, two of those. Uh, dad used it for about eight or nine years until iPods made it obsolete. Like, I think that's a pretty good gift and a pretty good time to be able to use a gift in. Such a small thing that bought hours and hours of listening pleasure. But that present is it's useless now, right? Technology has moved on. Uh, Which, when you think about it, kind of happens with uh, any gift we'll ever give or any gift we'll ever receive. But that's not why we give gifts, is it? I mean, we buy each other gifts for Christmas to show that we love each other. To show that we understand someone's interests and joys. So we buy them a gift that they will enjoy for however long that gift is going to last. Even though it might not last that long. Especially if you give me, like, Christmas chocolate on Christmas Day, that's that's the gift to get me. It'll only last until probably second breakfast, but I will love you forever. That's my gift. A good gift, a well-thought-out one that's come about as a result of you knowing someone, loving them deeply, and wanting them to have something to enjoy for you know a long time. This is really what we want to give to one another on Christmas Day, to show that we love someone. Now think about it for a second. If someone really, really knew you, If someone loved you and cared about you, if there was no cost that was too high for them, what would you expect that person to get for you? Maybe you know the answer straight away, maybe it's something you haven't really thought about before, but what would you expect from that person? See, this evening uh, we've read about a gift, we've sung about a gift as well, something given to us by God on that very first Christmas day. And this evening we're going to think a bit about why God's gift to us is actually the best gift ever. Well, before anyone heard the news of this gift that was being given to the world, there was someone who received a pretty unexpected visitor with some very unexpected news. So Mary was the first person to hear about how this gift would come. Mary, who was a virgin, pledged to be married. Now, for Mary, it was a day or a night of the unexpected. Firstly, because out of nowhere, with Mary just minding her own business, this angel pops up with news from God. Greetings, he says. You who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. And you think, yeah, that's a fair enough response. You can imagine Mary doing something like sitting in her house, just minding her own business, maybe getting some of the day's work out of the way when this angel appears and starts talking to her. But that's not even the most unexpected thing to happen. See, the most unexpected thing is actually what the angel has to say to Mary. The angel says to her, "'Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus.'" He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Now at this point we may be thinking, um, what the heck does that mean? Why is this angel talking about never-ending kingdoms and what is the Son of the the Most High all about? Imagine what's going through Mary's head at this point. Well for Mary... Those terms actually meant something pretty significant. You see, Mary understood this language, as Mike said before in the kids' talk, of a never-ending kingdom with a never-ending king or eternal king meant that God was sending a forever king, this king that he'd promised. And when God said that this forever king would be the son of the Most High, well, Mary understood that to mean that this was the son of God. See, in the Bible, the term the Most High is a term used to refer to God. So here, with this angel talking to Mary and telling her that she would give birth to a child who she was to call Jesus, was saying to her, you would give birth to the Son of God, which is something that's pretty significant. But there was a slight issue. Mary saw the issue. I wonder if you guys saw the issue. How on earth does someone have a baby when they're a virgin? It's a pretty valid question. I studied an arts degree at university, so I'm not really an authority on this. But I listened in in Year Six, right, when we did sex education class. Pretty sure, you know, something needs to happen. Someone fall pregnant. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, "Since I am a virgin." It's a great question. It's very valid. The angel answered, "Said the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God." So what the angel's response reveals to us is something extraordinary. God, who is the Creator of all, would work Jesus, his son, into his creation through Mary. Jesus, the son of God, born a man. The son of God was coming into the world. And the shock that Mary felt at this unexpected news, that actually eventually wears off. See, we're told later on in the first chapter of Luke that Mary responds not with terror, not by seeking to flee. Mary's response later on in chapter 1 is actually joy and praise of God for this for this great gift that she would bear into the world because she knows that this gift is the greatest that God would ever give. She proclaims in verse 46 onwards of Luke chapter 1 saying, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. See, Mary rejoices at what God has done. She rejoices at this gift that has been given to her, Jesus. And a while later, we read on in Luke chapter 2, Jesus is born into the world. And we find out that this gift that Mary received, it wasn't just a gift for Mary. See, some of the first people to hear the news were some shepherds. This is what we read in our second reading. Some shepherds out in the field caring for their sheep, They also had a pretty unexpected surprise that night as first one angel, then a host of angels appears above them and tells them the good news about Jesus' birth. And understandably, like Mary, the shepherds were pretty shaken by this, pretty surprised to be confronted by this angel and by this host of angels. But the news that the angel had to share with them, like with Mary, was great news. From verse 10 of Luke chapter 2, it says, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And the shepherds, they hear this and they go out to meet Jesus and they realise that he is who the angel said he is. And what's their response? Well, they too, just like Mary, rejoice and praise God. And they also can't keep the news quiet. They don't keep it to themselves. They tell others of this amazing news because they knew that this gift that Mary had borne into the world wasn't just a gift for Mary, but it was a gift for the whole world as well. And what is this gift? Well, we heard it in Mike's talk with Jack-Jack, didn't we? Jesus didn't stay a baby. He grew up and he willingly died for us. Not only that, but he rose again. See, this is the gift that God has given to us. Jesus, God's own son, willingly coming into this world, willingly going to the cross and dying and rising to new life. And Christmas Day is a day that Christians celebrate the birth of the greatest gift ever given, Jesus. Now, there are three reasons amongst many that I want to share with you about what makes this gift so good. Now, first of all, This gift is such a good gift because it means that we can have a relationship with God. See, before Jesus' death and resurrection, we're told in the Bible that all of humanity was actually in a really bad way before God. We're told that none of us were friends with God. Actually, the way the Bible describes it is saying that we were enemies of God. But now, because of Jesus dying on the cross for us, we can be friends with God again. See, this gift is such a good gift because it means that we can have a relationship with God. Secondly, this gift is such a good gift because it's actually a free gift, a free gift that we don't deserve. The word for this is called grace, meaning something given that isn't deserved. This gift is one that is freely given to us by a God who loves us, who doesn't actually ask us to earn or pay off the gift, It's not something that God has put on hold for us on our behalf that we have to save up for, that we have to pick up from the store later on. It's something that God gives to us freely. Now, when I was younger, I remember uh, the Harry Potter books coming out and I was a pretty massive fan of Harry Potter. I also remember lining up outside of a store trying to be one of the very first people who would receive their copy of Harry Potter. I remember being in that line knowing that I'd pre-ordered my copy and I was going to get it knowing that there were actually some people in that line, lining up, who hadn't pre-ordered their copy. And sure enough, when the doors opened up, it was kind of mayhem as everyone rushed to the bench where the books were and tried to grab their copy. And there were some people who missed out. They didn't fight hard enough. They didn't try hard enough to get that prize, to get that book. The gift that God has to give us is nothing like that. We don't have to battle or fight our way through a crowd to get a prize that we need to to earn. It's actually something that's given that we don't deserve. See, God is actually holding this gift out to you personally, waiting for you to accept it. Now, thirdly, well, I spoke at the beginning of the talk about how any and every gift that we ever give or receive will actually fade away or become obsolete in some way. Have a have a pretty good example here. This is my favorite pair of thongs. And there's a huge hole in it now, which kind of makes me sad. This was given to me in my birthday. I've been trying to still wear them, but I'm starting to feel kind of everything. Um, so that's a bit of a shame. Those thongs have faded away. I'm waiting for someone else to give me a gift of a pair of thongs for Christmas. Hey, Mom and Dad, at the back there. That's great. But this gift that God has given to us will never fade away. It's never worn out because of too much use. It's a gift that lasts forever, given by our forever king. This is a gift that God wants you to accept because he wants to be in a relationship with you. And nothing else can do this for you. Nothing else can bring you into a loving relationship with the God who created you. You can't do it. Someone else can't do it for you. Only God can give this gift, and he has given it trying to give him anything to earn it would really be even more useless than trying to give uh, someone a gift from a Kellogg cereal packet like I did with my brother or like Jack Jack trying to give Mike coal. You really can't earn what he has to give but you can accept it by trusting in him and trusting in what this gift of Jesus means to you. Now maybe this Christmas is a Christmas where you're ready to receive this gift for the very first time And if you are ready to receive the greatest gift ever given, that's something really worth rejoicing in, and we'd actually love to rejoice in it with you. So please talk to us about it, or talk to the person who brought you along. Now over the summer here, we'll be running a course called the Life Course, which is a course designed to help us think about what it means to accept this gift. And not only that, but have the opportunity to ask a bunch of different questions about who Jesus is and what this gift means. So if you have questions still about who Jesus is, please come along. It's really worth getting along to and asking those questions. Well, Christmas is the day where we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the greatest gift ever given. And that very first Christmas when Jesus was born, there was great rejoicing and great wonder at this gift that was given. And lyrics are going to pop up on the screen behind me, hopefully. This is a song that I think most of you should recognize, a song called, O Come All Ye Faithful. It's a song that speaks of the joy there is in knowing who Jesus is. It's a song that invites everyone to join in singing with joy of this great gift that has been given to us. So I'm going to ask you all to stand right now.